0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm the uh, founder of Melbourne Underground Church, which is a prediction, a prescient move of God because Jesus told me in 2018 that my church will not be found above ground. So I prayed about it, and what he was telling me was that That like in China, where there is the communist uh, totalitarian government, you know, such a narcissistic leader over there that, that Weenie the Pooh was banned from China because people said he looked like Weenie the Pooh. So that's a very scary situation to be in. But we do live in a time when this world is under the sway of the evil one. Now, we know that Jesus Christ is alive, that he lives forever in our hearts, and that he's coming back soon. And the good news is that God is not holding man's sins against them. You know, he's not He's not judging people right now in the way that we expect. His throne is established on righteousness and justice. And there will be a recompense. Jesus said of himself that he has the power to throw both your body and your soul into hell. And that's one of the discrepancies in the church today is people have forgotten, Christians have forgotten to believe his words. And he said to me today, he said Christians get into trouble When they don't believe me, they don't believe my word. He gave me a secret. He said, if you believe my word and speak my word, you will also necessarily do my word. You know, if you're not laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, if you're not loving your enemies, in other words, if you're not implementing the words that he taught us, then you don't believe them and you don't speak them because those are the preceding actions those are those preclude the action for example you know a man who is gratifying himself through you know pornography or maybe he's he's gotten himself into a relationship that God didn't ordain that is because he doesn't believe that God is good. He doesn't believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He he doesn't believe and say with his mouth that Jesus came to bring abundant life. You see, I struggled with this as a 20-something when God really called me to to chastity and and I was, you know, single and celibate for many, many, many years, seven years before I got married. And, you know, God, God got me through that period because I chose to believe that God was better equipped at meeting my physical sexual needs than I am. If I'm looking at pornography or if I'm hooking up with women... Yes, it's a sin. Yes, it's rebellion. Yes, there's consequences. But really, what I'm showing God is I don't believe him. Because if I believed that his word, then I would believe that that one day with my wife, one intimate moment with a God-ordained marriage would be more satisfying and more exciting and more amazing than any amount of things that this world can offer. As Jesus said, if you gain the whole world but forfeit your very soul, what has it gained you? So I trust God, not my circumstances. I trust his words. I don't look at my bank account. I look at what he is saying to me and what he said is true. So I know I know my God, and I know what he says is true. And so today, in this podcast, I'm going to be clearly articulating the very words that God has given me to share with you today, and one of them is that Jesus Christ is a king, He's not just a pastor. He's not just a shepherd. He's not just a priest. He is a king. And a king gets what he wants. Okay, A king has ownership. And that's why I started this podcast because I want you to know the truth. Because the truth will set you free. And the truth is a person. The truth is Jesus Christ and he is a king. He's not just a a friendly prophetic voice a king gets what he wants a king's words become the law the king's word is immovable the king's word is the rock on which we stand the other thing i want to share with you is that is the journaling can really help you with what i'm saying because if you write down what god is saying to you today in the spirit in the moment in the still small voice then tomorrow, when your circumstances seem opposite, you can go back to the written word in your journal. Now, it's not the same as the Logos word in the Bible, but it's going to back it up. I found that what God says to me in my journal, he also says in the word. He does not contradict himself. And I know the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. If you don't know his voice, if you can't tell the difference between your voice and god's voice and the devil's voice then ask for a gift of discernment and read the bible if you read the bible a lot not in your own strength but in the spirit your spirit is going to be receiving from god and the bible says that the word of god is a sword that divides between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. That's the problem. The problem is you don't have enough of the Word of God in you. If you don't know the difference between your soul and God, is that God or is that just me? That is a question that you should never ask. Because if you have the Word of God in your heart, it will separate you from God in the sense that your soul It divides between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So you will know this is God, this is the devil. You can also ask for the discernment. You can ask for the gift of discernment. You have the mind of Christ. You have Jesus living in your heart. He's closer than a brother. So I want you to know that. I want you to know the truth. If you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to read the Bible. And then, whether an angel appears to you... See, Paul said that. He said, even if an angel appears to you, let him be accursed, if he says anything that is opposite to my gospel. In other words, ha, Paul was so confident that he had heard from God, that he said, even an angel is cursed, if, they, if the angel contradicts what I'm telling you. Now, a lot of what Paul wrote wasn't in the Old Testament. It was, it's new you know, that we're seated in heavenly places. But but if you look in the Old Testament, it concurs. For example, Joshua in Zechariah was was invited into the throne. The filthy garments were taken off him, and he was given a clean robe and a helmet on his head. So we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Nothing Paul said had been written, but nothing Paul said was contrary to what was in the Old Testament when the Holy Spirit illuminates it and gives us understanding. So, Paul's gospel is Christ crucified. That was his gospel. He said, I know nothing but Christ crucified. So, if I can help you practically today, my practical help is for you to journal for you to read the Bible and for you to journal the voice of God. When He when you wake up and you get a prophetic dream, write it down. When you start singing a spiritual song, write down the lyrics. When you see patterns in your day, is this God? You pray about it, you write it down. When he says loudly to you with an audible voice, write it down. When you receive a prophetic word from a brother or a sister in Christ, and you know that it's true and it leaps in your spirit and the Holy Spirit confirms it with peace, write it down. Jesus said to me, I will only build up the church. So we're not critical to the church. Some of the churches got vaccinated, some of them closed down, but we can't judge. We can't judge. We can judge, you know, in terms of I'm not going to go there because Jesus said, Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. So, some churches, I don't go because there's too much of the yeast of Herod there. I don't want to go and be polluted. Okay? You know, greater is me than he who's in the world, and those who are strong should bear with those who are weak. But I'm not going to be political. So, but I'm not going to judge them either because I am determined to build up the body. I'm not building the church that's Jesus's job he said you preach the gospel I build the church so I'm not building the church god causes it to grow but what I do do is I prophesy I teach I give financially I I serve okay because I have determined that I will only build up the body I will only encourage and equip the church I will never tear the church down okay i will rebuke and correct with authority i will kick people out of the church if they're an antichrist or if they're you know unrepentant and backslidden you know like paul said don't even associate with someone who calls themselves a believer now i know this is a lot of information for people but i'm speaking by the spirit jesus said to me you you need to receive my word The Christian life is a life of receiving his word, like a woman receives the seed of her husband and is able to bear fruit. If she doesn't receive that word, if the church, if the bride of Christ is not willing to receive the word, then she's not going to bear fruit. That's what Jesus was on about when he said, If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. In other words, I want you to receive. I want you to receive. You are the branches. I'm the vine. You are the branches. So don't be a branch that is cut off. Don't be a branch that withers. Don't be a branch that refuses to receive. You've got to position your heart to receive. And this is how you do it. Jesus said, Unless you continually humble yourself and make yourself a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom. He said the kingdom belongs to such as these. This is how you receive. You surrender. You yield. You bow the knee to the king. Remember, Jesus said this, and I've never heard this preached. He said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Many 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 people never mention the second part of Matthew 6:33. And they don't understand it. I've never heard it preached, but I believe I believe Miles Monroe was was talking about this as well. To seek first the righteousness of the king is to seek first relationship with the king. You know, Moses had to take off his sandals If he saw God, he would die. So there is a righteousness that is required to be able to have a relationship with the king. In other words, if you want access to the king, you need to be in right relationship with him. So in other words, you need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover your sin so that you can relate to him. So seeking first the kingdom and seeking first his righteousness... Necessarily pertains to you being right with the king. So, your value, your highest value is to seek first the kingdom, but also inside of that is the highest value is also your highest value is to be right with the king. That means you repent. That means you change your ways. That means you value above all other things the ability to approach the throne of grace with confidence. How do we have a confidence? Is that we are faithful. We are faithful to eat the body of Jesus Christ. We're faithful to put on his blood. We're faithful to put off our filthy rags and to put on his clean white robes. It is not our righteousness, but it's His righteousness. I can approach God with confidence because of what He did and nothing to do with me. Again, that's yielding and that is surrender. I've got a little bit more here, guys. The process that God gave me to get to this place of being perfected in his love and entering his rest. So the process that I am on and and am still on is that I made a decision to obey Jesus. Not to obey my pastor necessarily or whatever YouTube was saying or whatever I thought Jesus was saying, but to actually believe him. I made a decision that, you know what, I'm going to pray in tongues. You know what, I'm going to seek first the kingdom. You know what, I'm going to believe Jesus when he commanded me not to worry. I'm going to decide today not to worry. I'm just going to not worry. So I made a decision to seek first the kingdom. The other thing I did was I decided not to trust people. I realized that, you know, Jesus said, I came not to bring peace but a sword. Yes, I love people. Yes, I allow people into my life, but I know what is in a man. I'm as harmless as a dove, but I'm as shrewd as a snake. I weed out the politics and the religion. The other thing I did was I prayed in tongues profusely. I separated myself from this world. I decided that I'm going to pray in tongues and worship on a Friday night. I'm not going to go out. Not because I don't want to, not because I'm not invited, but because I'm going to seek first the kingdom. I began to only do what I heard the Father saying. Even shopping, even paying the bills. You know, my mind will say, Oh, you should do this, you should do that, you need to do this, you need to do that, you gotta worry about this, you gotta worry about that. No, I no longer, I do not be- believe my mind. That's right, I do not obey my mind or my will. That's right, or my emotions. I don't care if I feel sick, I don't care if I look tired. I am healed, I'm healthy. Do you understand? I made a decision to do What I saw the Father doing, and to say what I heard the Father saying. I made that decision. Thank you, Father God. Just got one more for you here. And then we're going to wrap it up. So, this podcast is about seeking first the kingdom of God. Because, unfortunately, in church, you get a lot of the yeast of the Pharisees. You get a lot of doctrines of demons right that's what paul said way back when you know you get a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing so i'm here to give you the kingdom jesus said the kingdom is at hand one of the secrets of the kingdom is that it's never later it is always now today is the day of salvation the kingdom of heaven is within you the kingdom of heaven is within reach ask and you will receive Politics and religion will put the kingdom away from you. It'll slam the door in men's faces who are seeking to enter the kingdom. That's religion. Religion will prevent you from accessing the kingdom. And unfortunately, that has entered the church. Politics will put the kingdom behind a paywall. Politics will always put a middleman between you and God. But the kingdom is always and only at hand. You are healed now in Jesus' name. You are made right with God now in Jesus' name. You are delivered of demons right now in Jesus' name. And I command them to let you go and let your mind go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for today. I bless you, Lord Jesus Christ. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. You will come back on that white horse. Your thigh has a tattoo or whatever it is saying King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the jealous God. Your name is jealous. Lord, let your jealousy, Lord, burn, Lord, over us today and for us today. The banner over us is love and you're singing songs of deliverance over us. You train our hands for battle, our fingers for war. Lord Jesus Christ, we are warriors, God. We are going to win. We are more than conquerors, Father God. And I just push the devil back in people's lives right now. Would you take their thoughts captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ? I burn up inside of them anything caused by the vaccine, Lord God, anything caused by the spike protein, God, anything that's from you know, 5G towers or food contaminants, Lord, every evil thing, any anything that we even don't know about in our bodies, Lord, we burn it out right now in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus Christ, you are King. You are Lord, you are Healer, and I declare that over this person listening today. You know, guys, there's something greater than faith, and it's love. The th- These three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Now, you may not have enough faith to believe God. You may not have enough faith to follow God. You may not have enough faith to be healed. But do you have any love? The love of God is burning today for you. You have enough faith because Jesus said you only need the faith of a mustard seed. So why don't you just trust in the love of the Father today? The love that was demonstrated on that cross that he died for your sins. No greater love, no greater love has anyone than to lay his life down for his friends. And Jesus Christ laid his life down for you. So you have enough faith today to believe in his love. And love is greater than faith. And his love is enough to heal you today. His love is enough to heal you today. His love is enough to deliver you today. What if His love is going to heal you? It's not your faith. It's your faith in His love. Just believe that he, you are convinced of His love when you see Him hanging on that cross. There is no debate. There is no question. There is no doubt to the love of the Father that He would die for you, that He would shed His blood for you, that He would give His Son for you. And even more profound than the physical death on that cross was the abandonment. That is the greatest fear that all man has ever had. It's the fear of abandonment, the fear of death, of separation, the fear of being alone forever. For your consciousness to be trapped in the matrix like some dystopian film, absent from God, absent from even the universe, just a consciousness trapped in a void with no matter forever. But God did what the law was powerless to do, God did by sending. His own son in sinful flesh. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ took that greatest punishment of separation from God. He turned away from Jesus on that cross. In that moment of of weakness and vulnerability to crucify his own son, he turned away. Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? The father turned away from the son. The Trinity was separate for one moment and for three days Jesus was alone in the belly of the earth without the Holy Spirit, without the Father. And then that great moment came when the power of God resurrected him again. The power of the Holy Spirit came because God was faithful you see, Jesus didn't have the Father in the belly of the earth, but he had the, the word of God. He had the word of God. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. Jesus Christ knew that on the third day that he would rise from the dead because it was written and it was prophesied. And Jesus would have been in the belly of the earth, quoting that word, quoting that seed. And the Holy Spirit came and birthed Him again, born again, in the Spirit, resurrected His body, obliterated hell, destroyed the enemy, made a public spectacle of Him through the cross. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And He's alive today, and we are His witnesses. We are the evidence that Jesus Christ is alive. As long as we're on the earth, we are the witnesses. And you might feel inadequate, but just being here is enough to hold back the enemy, to hold back Satan, because the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. And we are the gate that hell will not prevail against in Jesus' name. So, be a witness today. Be faithful. Remember this word, that if you believe my words, says Jesus, If you speak them, then you will find yourself doing them. That is how you abide in the vine. You obey him. You listen to his word. You believe his word. You humble yourself like a little child and you obey him. Yes, go to church. Yes, build up the church. Don't judge the church. But go to God for your source. He is your source. It's not the media. It's not me. It's not the pastor. He might equip you. He might build you up. He might help you to mature. He might rebuke you, hopefully. But you go to the Lord Jesus Christ for for the Word of God, and you be built up in the Word of God, and you believe the Word, and you make a decision that even if you're the only person alive who believes God, even if every single person receives the mark of the beast and falls away, even if your family and your pastor and everyone denies God, you will not deny God you will be faithful I believe Jesus is really excited to come back he's really excited to rapture the church and to take you like he took Enoch God's already done everything that he's going to do and he's going to do it again Enoch was a type of the church that was that was raptured Noah was a type of the church that where the earth was flooded we are that ark of the new covenant, we are, we are going to float and we're going to rise to the top in Christ Jesus. And he is going to come back. And we pray, come Lord Jesus Christ, come back, come back soon. Amen. Wow. Thanks for listening, guys. You're amazing. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now.